Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour. This is Your Welcome America, the podcast that explains what the bloody hell Brits are banging on about. In every episode, we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. welcome. I'm Ben. I'm Fraser. Fraser Light Razor. Babes, how are you? I am fabulous. I am currently in a new remote uh, studio location uh, this weekend. (laughs) I am actually in the home of podcast nemesis Michael. I thought I could just hear just constant rain and thunder (laughs) in the background and now it all makes sense. Yes, I've come here for the weekend, done safely in all the safe way, blah, blah, blah. Don't need to explain myself about my actions, but yes. And um, I've had a lovely time just hanging out with uh, with Podcast Nemesis and and the fam. Oh, that's nice. Uh, How are you? I'm good. Well, I feel like there's a couple of things we need to address since the last You're Welcome America. Number one, well, actually, first of all, I hope all our listeners enjoyed episode one of Totally Scott Lee which came out this oh, week. Yeah. Hope you're all listening to that. Remember, that's coming out every week. But don't worry, you're welcome, America, still every other week. But since the last main pod episode, there was an earthquake that we had. Did we? Was yeah. there? Do you not remember the earthquake the other week? Like, everything was going on. Because remember, in the last podcast, <laughs> we'd been talking about there's wildfires. California's pretty terrifying. It's all going on. And then something happened to the Supreme Court, which we cannot even talk about. And then that night mm. I went to bed on the Friday and I was I was woken up by the biggest earthquake I've ever felt in LA. Oh, oh, I wasn't in LA, that's why on Friday. It was all it was all a difficult week, and then it, it really just erupted at the end with an earthquake. I woke up, the whole yeah. house was shaking. I jumped out of bed. It was I got such a fright. Luckily there's no damage and everything's fine, but <sighs> California is just really going for it at the moment. It's really, it's really pulling out all of the stops, isn't it? All of its, uh, all of its kind of tricks. All, all the tricks. <laughs> we have had a lot of people get in touch. Shall we do some feedback? Well, first of all, we've had the ultimate feedback. Uh-oh. And that is that uh, Ian H. Watkins has liked <laughs> liked our post about uh, the Steps episode and Totally Scott Lee. Hopefully he hasn't listened to them because I'm now quite worried about what I said. <laughs> babes, babes, come on. He, H, H hasn't listened to them. He's just been like late okay, night fine. in Wales. He was up yeah. late. I don't know. Maybe he had a Costa coffee too late. And he's just scrolling through, you know, the hashtag Steps and he, he came across it. So yeah, so what I'm saying is this is no longer a safe space. The people we're talking about might be listening. <laughs> that, that is exciting and thrilling and all other words of emotion. I've had quite a lot of feedback about Idaho celebrities, okay? So first of all, Ooh. Megan in Salt Lake, she said, Idaho celebrity, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, Pickabo Street? was from Sun Valley. She was an Olympic downhill skier in the 90s. She she was a total badass and role model for young skier girls. Plus, her TV ads for Chapstick may have fueled my addiction that lasts to this day. I remembered a story that she picked her own name and I googled it and it's true. I guess she didn't have a name until she was three? Also, her dad's name was Stubby the Stonemason. (laughs) What? So she just, and then then she just says, so there you go, Idaho celebrity that's not an old white, probably white Mormon dude. 
I mean, far more exciting than Aaron Paul. But then meanwhile, Anna in Driggs, Idaho, got in touch. And she sent me a whole list of names, including Pickable Street, right at the very top. A lot of the other names don't resonate with us, except uh, Christina Hendricks and Sarah Palin. <laughs> Sarah Palin? I know. I was very confused about that. And then we had a long discussion about it over text. And then she really buried the lead. And at the end, she went, oh, also all of Demi Moore's children with Bruce Willis. And I was like, oh, I was like, come on, that's what we're looking for. Um, We have had, actually, I can't say this person's name because I did say I would keep them secret. But they had, it was the neighbor who had some intel on Carol Smiley. Mm. So this person has sent a smiley watch. watch. So this person has sent a picture of their street and there's like, there's cones on it. There's mess all over it. There are bags of dirt and everything. And this person says, walking up my street, listening to Changing Rooms and uh, Downtown LA episode, and I'm very disheartened by the mess that stern Carol Smiley has left on our street. And she sent this picture. (laughs) And then this person also said, she can't even crack a smile when our dogs sniff each other's arses. Wow, stern Carol Smiley. (laughs) I love it. Uh, Someone called Tone.Ring on uh, Instagram. He wants us to release Steps, the lost episode which is basically all of the stuff I had to cut from the Steps episode. So you never know. Maybe we will. That that was basically uh, everything from 2001 onwards, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. And um, my friend Paddy also uh, commented on here, and he said that he wanted an honorable mention for the H. and Claire song, Half a Heart. He says it's a quintessential early noughties sound and music video. So I don't remember Half a Heart. Do you remember that one? No clue. No clue. But if it was released now, I feel like there could be a a really good promotional emoji that would go along with the release. So yeah, my friend friend Lydia got in touch saying, you know that there exists somewhere a video of us doing the Summer of Love dance. And then she she shouts out to her mom, although Trish probably donated it to the church fate along with my entire childhood. So (laughs) (laughs) Trish... 90s mom Trish, come on. Um, I've had some indirect feedback from my 84-year-old dad in Scotland. Who has the best name ever, by the way. Fraser. But we were talking on the phone and I was telling him about the, the California fires and how there was lots of smoke in LA. And then he was talking about the Glaswegian equivalent, which was back in the day when industry was really big in Glasgow, all the factories would spew out all the fumes. And you wouldn't be able to see, he said specifically, 15 yards ahead of you. Yards. Oh. <laughs> because the visibility was so bad. So they would have to drive. He remember he remembered driving home from school where he and his brother were in the car, and one of them would have to stick their head out the window to try and like see where they were going and they couldn't see. And the name <laughs> for this really awful like pollution fog was a pea super. Oh yeah, I've heard of that yeah. before. <laughs> I love a bit of indirect feedback from your dad. So he does he's not a listener. He has no clue what a podcast is. Um and no he does not listen. Would love to try and get him on the show. Have uh, a Fraser and Fraser conversation. That's what I really want. Uh, that that would that would be a real digital breakdown. It'd be, it'd be like Frost Nixon, Fraser Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> I've had Camille in Glasgow get in touch and she said that she sent me a picture. There's a Denny's now at the Brayhead shopping center in Glasgow, which is quite exciting. Wow. My main memory of the, of the Brayhead shopping center in Glasgow is when my friend Amy had just learned to drive and we were there together and she was, (laughs) she'd bought some, some spiky denim high heel boots and she wore them to try and 
when we were leaving the car park in Brayhead and she was really struggling in the motorway. That was very much <laughs> of a time. Um, Camille also gave um, a call on the Caterpillar update saying there's now a Connie the Caterpillar. Mm. Makes sense. How very modern. Very modern. Uh, actually, no, I want a gender neutral Caterpillar. Yeah, thank exactly. You. Why should there be? Why should it? Yeah, don't gender our Caterpillars. Um, I have a little message from a new listener called Kaylee Elizabeth 314. And she said that she's just uh, found us through the Drag Race Recap podcast and she started listening from the top. So this is actually a comment that she made on our Iceland episode. So I don't know if she's ever going to reach this feedback. She's still got quite a few episodes to go. But she was saying that the American version of Iceland is the Schwann Food Company. She said it's a uh, like a home delivery that would just come to your house. Very popular in the Midwest. Love listening to you all. You make me laugh out loud daily. Oh, that's very nice. That's nice. I wonder what the world's going to be like by the time she gets to this episode. We'll find out. <laughs> um, Andrew on Instagram, he um, got in touch about the definition of cities. Because I think we'd obviously been saying oh, that like God. cities in the UK, you have to have a cathedral. He said that we got it a wee bit wrong. Um, cities don't have to have a cathedral. There's actually no set criteria. It's a rare honor granted by the monarch. And then he listed them, listed them, and said Luton, Southend, Milton Keynes, and Chelmsford all applied over the over the years, and only Chelmsford got it. And then he just said, "Queen hates Luton, obs." I'm really embarrassed that I didn't manage to uh, to get the city definition correct. But you know, it's always nice to be to be told these yeah. things. So I have a update from uh, my friend Elisa. So she did previously say she wanted her hair cut like uh, Claire from Steps back in the day, but she's actually remembered that it was an either or situation. And she said that she wanted either Claire from Steps or Gwyneth Paltrow from Sliding Doors. But the, <laughs> but the big question is which Gwyneth Paltrow and Sliding Doors, brunette or blonde? Of course, blonde, dead blonde, obviously. Oh, okay. got it, got it, got it. <laughs> and she and she said uh, that's the time I ended up with a beautiful combo of a mullet and curtains. <laughs> well, this is the this is the thing. If you're going to go into the hairdresser with multiple celebrity influences, you're going to get a bit of everything. You're going to get a greatest hits. Someone sent in a clipping. <laughs> <laughs> People are now sending us clippings. So uh, let me read you this little clipping. So this is from uh, Hannah. Hannah Price, formerly Stony, we've mentioned her on the podcast before. She was obviously leafing through a Sunday supplement and came across a uh, kind of a feature called My Saturday, and it's with Louise Redknapp. Mm. So it's really where she just talks us through her typical Saturday. I'm not going to go through the whole thing, but I'm just going to talk about what she does at 8 a.m. Okay. <clears throat> 8 a.m. I don't feel like my day has started till I've had a tea or coffee. I love an espresso. Breakfast is brown toast with tomatoes. If I'm tired, I have to stop myself dipping into the biscuit tin. <laughs> oh, Louise. <laughs> I wonder what that biscuit tin is. What do you think? What kind of biscuit do you think Louise likes? What do you think she'd go for? Hobnob? Uh, I think a hobnob. I know. I, I picture Louise as having like, she has some nice M&S biscuits. So I think she has like an M&S version of like a hobnob. You I, know? I agree. I think that. Well, she's, she's been in there to and, do the shop anyway. So she'll just get the biscuits in the same place. I feel I just I'm not going to go th again go through a whole day but I feel like lunchtime just what she has for lunch is very you okay hit me lunch is often a tuna salad wrap for me oh love a tuna salad wrap I have a, a just to round off the day this really isn't meant to be about what she's eating but I just want I want to see if you can guess what she cooks for dinner so think about think about how basic the meals have been so far in this <laughs> stir fry day. stir fry stir fry you're so close uh, not with the not with the kind of country of origin. You're, it's a completely different country of origin, but it's that basic. Oh, lasagna night. No. Lasagna. No, you're, no, keep going, keep going. Two words. Sp oh, spag ball. 
Yes. <laughs> of course, on every Saturday, she cooks a big old spag bowl. Of course she does. <laughs> Spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> uh, just in a wild twist, she says that she she's not really a drinker, but she if she does have an al- alcoholic drink with her dinner, it will be a nice tequila. <laughs> so, so Louise is having spag bowl with a shot of tequila. Nothing, nothing pairs quite so nicely with tomato slash tomato minced meat pasta you know quite like just a really citrusy acidic maybe margarita you know what i mean <laughs> yeah Hot salt around that rim well, she, she doesn't even say margarita i'm picturing she has like just tequila on the rocks with a spag bowl mm. clean that's much more clean clean loving louise oh my god so you 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 sent me a text it was a forward from uh from someone got in touch with you on facebook yeah, right? hannah on facebook so this is hannah d on facebook so she said, uh, dear Fraser and Ben, firstly, thank you for one of my favorite podcasts. <laughs> You're welcome. welcome. Um, I'm just about to listen to the latest one and I hope Faze Dreads get a mention. They do very much. You will have heard that by now. Problematic. <laughs> I was delighted to hear you gushing over my spoons, Fraser, and even chuffed to hear you wanted more. So this is basically, she sent a picture on Instagram of the spoon collection. I looked at it, did not screen grab it, and then it disappeared right. because I don't understand how to work social media. So she's attached... I mean, I'm not going to go through every picture with everyone, but it's basically spoon collecting porn to me. So she says, uh, I've attached a picture of my kitchen wall, now looking more medieval banquet hall than I ever could have hoped for at the beginning of my spoon journey, age seven. (laughs) I mean, it's truly just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. And she says she's attached attached pics of the highlights of the collection. Um, This is not the full collection. And she's literally sent hundreds of spoons so she basically said that she's she's got a whole shoebox full of shit cathedral ones which made me laugh she's like the cathedral ones have not made the made the cut and she's mysteriously missing a large amount of spoons that she collected in south america and india so somewhere someone's out there has stolen those spoons and we need to solve that crime um, and she said that actually it's no- worth noting that the modern North American collectible spoon is the best out there <gasps> because apparently they have moving parts, re- revolving discs, and they are f- aren't afraid to kind of jazz it up a little bit. So, you know, she says, actually, I'm in an excellent position to start up my collection again. Oh, I'm actually looking at her pictures and she does have a California spoon in the collection. And I can see that it does have a kind of movable disc in the middle of it, which is she's not wrong. That's jazzy. Oh, my God. And it's next to one that has like a scroll at the top Ooh. of it. Oh, I'll be pouring over those pictures later. Oh, we should say what the hell this podcast is. <laughs> <laughs> should we? Yeah. In every episode, we take a British topic, British piece of pop culture, we dissect it, we discuss it, and we work out the US equivalent. And then we take an American topic, we dissect it, discuss it, do all the above, and work out the UK equivalent. You get an American topic and a British topic in every episode. And we're going to get into it right now. <laughs> Okay, first up is the American topic. Fraser, it's all you. What you got for us, babes? Well, I'm coming in incredibly late to this topic, but recently it was announced that Keeping Up With The Kardashians is finally coming to an end. It made me think about the man behind the the creation of the show Keeping Up With The Kardashians, and that was Ryan John Seacrest. Oh, RJ. Yeah. <laughs> RJS. So just, you know, getting a little of a bit of backstory on Ryan Seacrest. Uh, he was born in Atlanta, Georgia. And he, apparently, according according to his mom, instead of playing with G.I. Joes or Cowboys and Indians, yikes, Ryan would often have a little microphone and do shows in the house. I mean, come on. <laughs> right for right for the beginning, he was going to be a, an entertainer. <laughs> 
Ryan Seacrest got his start in radio. That's the most important thing to know about that, him. Got it. That makes sense. Yeah. So apparently he, uh, when he was just uh, 16, he won an internship at a radio station. And apparently a regular DJ called in sick and uh, they put him on the air. And he was given like a, an actual show apparently after that. And I think actually Michael was telling me, because I did tell him what I was going to be talking about. And Michael was telling me that when he was growing up here in L.A., he would listen to Ryan Seacrest on a, like on this local kind of LA radio station. And apparently, I mean, I'm trying to think how long ago that was. So yeah, he must've been pretty young doing it, which is pretty crazy. But he still, but he still has that, that yeah, radio station, but, but that radio show, but that radio show is now like, it's nationally, it's all around the US now, is it? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. He, he's it. basically like on a nationally syndicated, I'm using a word that I'm not still quite sure what it means. <laughs> I think it's like the equivalent of, so when I was growing up, our local radio station was called Broadland 102 and it was an, it, it, it was basically its own radio station. And then at some point it like merged with like heart and became like the, the Norfolk branch of heart FM, Got it. I think, but Broadland 102 was a very important radio station to me growing up. What, I think what I, was the jingle? What was the jingle? How did it sound? Oh my God. I can't remember. Oh my God. Okay. I've really well, forgotten we, my roots. We had we had two we had Atlantic two five two and we had Clyde one FM Clyde one still around Atlantic two five two went like this Atlantic two five two and then Clyde one went Clyde one FM ooh oh I tell you what we did have we had this this kind of um, competition radio station came out and it was called Vibe FM and that was meant to be like the cooler the cooler version and basically. <laughs> <laughs> with a name well with a name like vibe it's cool already <laughs> but, we, need, we need a cool funky name you know something with a good vibe why don't we just do vibe but they would get they would get people to they would get pop stars to introduce their new singles and it would like it was like a little jingle that would go into their song and i remember when liberty x released uh, just a little my friend elisa who's got a lot of mention already on this podcast today she was obsessed with the way that they would get introduced on that and it would go Liberty X at nonstop vibe. <laughs> and then it would go move into the beginning of just a little. Where, where are we? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> right now I'm seem to be back in, in Norfolk and I'm like 16 years old listening to Liberty X on the radio, I think. Okay, <laughs> let me just swing myself wildly back to where I am in America. Because he's yeah. like insanely famous, but also he's... someone that no one really ever talks about or cares about. <laughs> totally. He's one I wonder. I mean, he would get recognized in the street. Like in LA, if he's walking down the street, bearing in mind no one walks around LA, I feel <laughs> like people would never get excited about him, but people would know who he was, which is kind of like quite a nice situation to be as a yeah, celebrity. He's, yeah, he's in a pretty like weirdly comfortable position like that, isn't he? You know, he obviously is known as a TV host as well. So I think he's most famous outside of the US and inside of the US for being the host of American Idol. So he started hosting that show in 2002 and it's still on the air now, which is insane. And he's still the host of it. Yeah. It's, it's, do you know what? It's his equivalent of keeping up with the Kardashians in the sense that he knows that if that's always on and he's on it, much like his radio work, he can go off and do all these other things and they might not work or they might fail or they might do well, but he's always got that kind of like, I don't know, like spine of work to go back yeah. to. Do you know what I mean? I want to bring up something about Ryan is that it, he is just, he's so professional in every way, the way he talks, the way he looks, everything is just very, very professional to a slightly 
creepy degree. Yeah. And also, I've never heard him just talk normally. You know what I mean? Everything's very um, formal in yes. an entertainment way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, do you think he's been doing this so long that he's actually lost the ability to talk like a normal person? Exactly. So say, for example, <laughs> he was with, say he was, you know, spending the day with Louise back in the UK and it was 8 a.m. And he'd be like, Louise, can I please get a biscuit? You know what I mean? <laughs> Louise, Louise, I would like a cookie while you make your tomatoes on brown toast. Thank you, Louise. <laughs> Louise, I am going to deal with the tequila while you make the spag ball. Thank you, Louise. You know what I mean? I would like, I'd be very interested in this, this uh, kind of fly-on-the-wall documentary of Ryan Seacrest living with Louise. That's what it would be called, living with Louise. Living with... <laughs> on Sky Living. Yeah, on Sky Living. And it would just be Louise making spag ball for Ryan Seacrest while he... <laughs> I mean, sold. I would watch that. No, you're right. I was actually when I was like, I was watching some things like trying to prepare for this. And I was watching this, looking at this video of him talking about something. And I was looking at his face and I was like, technically he's attractive, but yeah, there's something so kind of mannequin like about him that I can't see him as a sexual being. Yeah. I, something else that's really important about Ryan Seacrest is the Britney Spears connection. Well, Benjamin. Okay, let me Funny. let me let me intro that before you get to the bit that I think you're going to talk about. Okay? Because over the years he's done a number of radio interviews with Britney. One, she famously just came on when she was in 2007 era Britney. Britney, she just came on his show with like a demo CD, probably with like a Sharpie scrawled title written on it and just gave it to him as like oh just play him a new song and like <laughs> the record company didn't even know she had a new song and she played it so that was one another great time was when um maybe like five six years ago he was doing an interview with her and she was at home and halfway through the um halfway through the interview he's just chatting away asking questions you just start hearing like kind of like noises like this just like crunchling and crackling and, and he's like uh Brittany, what are you up to? What what are you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm just putting out um, some potpourri. And he's like, oh, okay. What kind of potpourri is it? She's like, Christmas flavor. And it's the middle of July. So she's just putting out Christmas potpourri in the middle of July and it's caught on radio. Well, Christmas in July is a thing. So we, you know, <laughs> oh my God, I love that so much. Oh my God, of course she has Christmas, Christmas scented potpourri. That just oh. all makes perfect sense, doesn't it? <laughs> You you know you mentioned I'm leading up to it. The most iconic Britney Ryan Seacrest moment is basically <laughs> when Britney was promoting the Britney Jean album, that album she did kind of with Will I Am essentially. And um, <laughs> Ryan Seacrest is like in a studio, like interviewing Britney and Will I Am, and they're talking about her song Perfume. <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> I like Perfume. I do too. I think it's a great yeah. song. And then they're kind of just like riffing about like, what does it mean? You know, what's the song about? And, uh, and if you did, I do. You do? You put spray cologne on your girl? I spray girls cologne on my pillows to make me think they're there. So it's slightly more of a visual thing. But yes, that's basically Britney realizing in that exact moment after knowing Ryan Seacrest for her entire career, <laughs> realizing that he's not gay. <laughs> she literally goes, girl, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's really is everyone realizing that in that moment. 
So he produces most of his shows are shows on E. I think he had like a deal with them, like kind of right at the beginning. And he has his own production company, Ryan Seacrest Productions, RSP. And basically he, right from the beginning, was the producer of Keeping Up With The Kardashians. So that is insane that Ryan Seacrest is responsible for the Kardashians and the Jenners that we have like today, when you think about it. Yeah. I'm just trying to work out how many episodes that is. I'm trying to work. So say, for example let's just and this is concern how many how many seasons are there 14 19 oh my god there are 19 well, seasons it, of it okay yeah. i'm just random let's just say there are 200 episodes and there are far more than 200 episodes let's say he earns like 40 grand <laughs> where'd you get that arbitrary figure from <laughs> i don't know i'm just gonna yeah, say he something, earns 40 grand like an episode. so 40 grand times 200 so he's he's 8 million he's i mean he's probably earned way more than that so actually there is another show that he produces for e which is one of the finest pieces of reality television that has ever been made and that oh, show wait a minute. i'm gonna guess i'm gonna guess is it hey paula <laughs> no it's not <laughs> well now we we have already talked about the brats meltdown and hey paula haven't we paula abdul's short-lived reality show hey paula exclamation mark <laughs> One of my favorite shows. So one of my favorite shows that he is a producer on is Shars of Sunset. Have you ever oh. watched a frame of Shars of Sunset? I haven't, no. It is one of the most wild television shows I have ever seen. It's all about uh, kind of Persian Persian people that live in LA and like the Persian kind of community. And they're kind of, it's all about kind of excess and glamour and money. And it's just it's such a fun show. I was just looking when I was trying to kind of get a bit of info about it. I just saw one of the episode titles caught my eye and it's called Bye Bye Miss Iranian Pie. <laughs> <laughs> it's very funny. Shazza Sunset has some of the most wild plot lines you will ever imagine and like things that have happened in the show. So I've done a little game for you here. I've got three, three plot lines, uh, three moments from Shazza Sunset and you tell me which one of them is fake. Okay. <clears throat> Cast member Gigi threatens her pregnant sister with a knife. Okay. Rez, that's number one. Reza's husband, Adam, is accused of cheating after a game of naked Jenga. Okay. And Gigi reveals she named her baby boy Elijah after actor Elijah Wood. I think the third one's fake. Well, I tricked you. They're all real. Oh, <laughs> what you like. Oh, I'm mad I am. I'm mad. I was, you know, thinking about the UK equivalent, and I think there's kind of a couple of couple of people that came to mind. So I'll just I'm going to throw some names at you. But the main first person I thought, just in, in terms of the American Idol comparison, I thought of Dermot O'Leary. Hundred percent. I was already there in my head. Yeah, and then I thought actually also Anton Deck, and I'll tell you why because Dermot O'Leary is has got that kind of connection. He has the radio connection. He makes the most sense. But I was thinking. With Ant and Deck, they've been around on UK television for so long that there's something about when you see their face, you almost don't see them because they're so ingrained in like your mind. Does that make sense? But I feel the same way about Derm, about Dermot. You do? See, I, I, I don't, I, do you know what? You're so right. He's been on television for literally 5 million years, hasn't he? It's like, yeah. I just think the professionalism of a Dermot O'Leary is totally similar to professionalism of robotic, slightly steely 
um, yet seemingly fun yeah. um, Ryan Seacrest. I think I think Dermot's maybe comes across a little warmer and a little friendlier, even even on television th- than Ryan Seacrest. But I do feel like I would agree. I do feel like he Dermot has that kind of like almost lifelong kind of has been on the radio or the television for as long as anyone could possibly remember. Anyway, so yes, I think the UK equivalent of Ryan Seacrest is Dermot O'Leary. You're welcome. You're welcome. And we are back. And Ben has our British topic. What do you got, babes? I sure do. Okay. It's September right now. And there's something going on in the UK at this time of year. Something that that is a real seasonal marker for me. And that's people going to university. And that means if you're going to university for the first time in your first year, that means Freshers Week. Oh, shit. (laughs) Okay, so just full disclosure, I did not know this topic going into today. So I was like fully, fully prepared to see what was happening. But fuck me, Freshers Week. Oh God! So, oh, I I didn't need to tell you in advance because I was like, I know Fraser's got some fresher stories up his sleeves. But let's first of all just get all the obvious out of the way. What on earth is Freshers Week? So, in the UK, if you go to university, you usually go back. Sort of the term starts, the semester starts in yeah. September, October time. I went to the University of York, the University of Old York, that is in Northern England, and ours would always start in October. If it was your first year, when you get there, the first week, there are no classes. It's just a lot of admin and working things out. And it's called Freshers Week. And the idea is, it's like a welcome week where yeah. you're meant to meet everyone. You're meant to to under, like learn what the uni is about. And most importantly, you're meant to party. Now, right now in the UK, they've had a few, they've had a few problems, shall we say. Mm. Currently at Glasgow University, which I didn't go to, but Glasgow is where I'm from. As of today, they have 172 students who've tested positive for COVID Yikes. in one of the halls of residence, that's student accommodation. So lots of people went back in September and have gone back now. And of course, it's people coming from all over the country, all going to like these giant blocks of flats. And turns out COVID spreads that way. But you know what? Let's forget about that. And let's talk about Freshers Week. So I'm going to take you back to the year 2003 uh-huh. when I was a fresher. Yep, me too. Got, got dropped off at the University of York in my really shit accommodation. And I remember there was just this moment where... My dad, I'd driven down my dad, he'd helped me unpack the car, put it all in my room, and he just went, uh, well, my guy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna head off. And off he went. And I just sat there in my bed and I was like, oh, this is it. I know absolutely no one. And that's kind of what university w- was about. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like the most nerve-wracking thing. And you're like, oh, hi, would you like to be my friend? <laughs> but at that moment, one of my friends, Hattie, Hattie Bingley, well, future friend, she then came to the door and she she had almost had like a cup of tea in her hand. She's like, hey, how's it going? I'm Hattie, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, great. There's a friend. And she was like my neighbor in halls. And that was ideal. So I want to talk you through what my freshers week was like, and I'm dying to hear all about yours. And the University of York is and was, um, maybe not the university I should have gone to, shall we say? (laughs) (laughs) 
And why is that? <laughs> it just wasn't quite right for me. I've made lots of great friends. I were friends to this day, but my three years there, essentially, we made the most. It was just a bit shit. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> Freshers' Week, I remember the first night we're all there, and we lived in a, a flat of kind of t- 10 bedrooms over three floors. It's not really a flat. It's like a sort of townhouse thing. Right. We had one shower and we had two bathrooms, one mm-hmm. shower for 10 people, COVID. So on, I think the first night we were all there, we all were like sitting around the table, like the kitchen table all crammed in. And I forced everyone because I don't know if you know this about me, but I am a TV producer and I just produce things. Never mentioned I forced, it. Never mentioned it. I also, do you know I drive a Jeep? Anyway, <laughs> I um, forced everyone to write down like, fun like juicy questions on pieces of paper and put it into a biscuit tin and then we passed the tin around the table and you had to take out the the question and answer it because I thought it'd be like a fun way to get to know each other (laughs) wow in retrospect in retrospect so I was 18 I clearly put in like some saucy questions that I remember some people at the table putting like really boring ones like what's your middle name and I was like I barely know your first name at this point um (laughs) And I remember I put in like some kind of fun ones about like, you know, sex and relationships, clearly because I wanted to come out to them all like immediately and get it over and done with just to like make sure everyone I knew knew I was gay from the word go. So anyway, I have to say I, when I me- messaged Hattie about this, I was like, I- I'm trying to remember things about Freshers Week. I-, I seem to remember I forced everyone to answer questions from a tin and I seem to recall you hated that. And she was like, yes, you're right. I did hate that. And I was like, no, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Confirmed. I mean, it, confirmed. it's literally the definition of forced fun. Or, or because forced. or because your drama queen fucking ass wanted to be like, okay, well, I'll answer this question. Tell us a secret about you. I'm gay. <laughs> uh, so that was our first night. And then what stereotypically happens in Freshers Week and happened in ours, there are sort of fun club nights to go to every night. Like you yeah. go to a, a club and you drink and do all those things. I don't really remember very many of them. All I really remember was we we went out like three or four nights in a row, but at that point we were just going out with the people, like the group you'd go with the people you lived with in that that flat. Turned out, bar a couple of people in that house, the people I lived with were pretty shit. So I was like, I remember from like the word go, other than Hattie and and a couple of other people in the house, there are 10 of us. I remember just being like, fuck, I'm stuck with this lame-ass group of 10 people going to clubs. This is so embarrassing. And I'm <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure, knowing me, you know I really hid that well. And I was really nice to everyone. Well, yeah, that's um, the, one thing, the one thing people should know about you is you, you're very good at, at hiding your feelings about people. <laughs> <laughs> Particularly when I was 18. Mm-hmm. Um so we went to these club nights. Um, I, I do remember I'd thought that one night was going to be really formal and there was going to be like a freshers ball because I know lots of universities had that. So I'd made sure to buy like, like you know, la- leather lace-up shoes and have like a, like a look, like a suit to wear. That <laughs> I did not know where that happen. was going. I like a full leather going. outfit. A full leather outfit. outfit. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember our last like, the the one of the pinnacle parts of the week was we had a nightclub called Icon and Diva that was at like an out of town shopping center and you had to get a bus there one time the bus cra- <laughs> bus crashed anyway <laughs> I remember God. we all went there and we just like in a circle our group of ten from our house just stood and like pathetically danced and it was like oh my God this is 
awful. I remember another was your, day. Was your, heart, was your heart sinking being like, oh my God, I'm going to leave university with like these lame people in my life. Totally. I was just like, <laughs> Hattie, let's run. Um, and then um, I remember one of the days we all took, because our halls were, our accommodation was kind of in the very edge of town, um, right beside fields. Great for me. Loved that. Um, and I remember we went into like the center of bustling metropol- metropolis that is York, old York. And um, we all went and got a baked potato one day. I was like, oh my God. Fuck like, I love a baked potato, but fucking kill me. Well, I mean, nothing nothing sums up lame company more than a baked potato, you know? Oh, <laughs> fucking baked potato with a group of baked potatoes. And then, um, <laughs> and then um, I remember as well another part of freshers week is you need to decorate your room your bedroom so there was always like a, a fair where you could go buy posters for oh, the poster room. fair poster yeah. fair so <laughs> we I had went a poster bought, fair did you well i went and bought a poster of orlando bloom for my wall and um, gay who, gay what did you what did you get the poster fair I, I actually um i think i have told you this before i actually came with my own announcement of being gay via posters that i bought f- with me so I didn't even Ooh. buy anything from the post affair. No I biscuit had... tin for you. Oh, no, 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 no. I came in with my picture of Colin Farrell and my picture of the footballer, Freddie Lundberg. Remember him? Oh, Freddie Lundberg, in, it, Freddie Lundberg in, the, in the Calvin Kleins. In the Calvin Kleins. Yeah, of course. I was like, oh, I'm gay. Put this oh up. My God, I, would, I wonder if those Calvin Kleins with the red band still exist because that would be a great throwback. Yeah, I'd wear them. I'll look into it. <laughs> Something else that happened during Freshers Week was um, the the clubs and societies fair, the Freshers Fair. Yes, that's very important. I, that's actually really meant. That's meant to be like what it's all about is is finding your kind of your your tribe via like the activities. But I mean, let's face it, the activity is drinking, drinking. But d- did you join any any clubs or societies at the Freshers Fair? Absolutely not. <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I have some very embarrassing things that I did do later on at university in some societies and some things, but I didn't do it in the freshest fair. I was way too focused on drinking. I remember, I remember like walking past like the the LGBTQ uh, gay alliance and just like rolling my eyes and scoffing at it. Kind of some real wonderful <laughs> internalized homophobia going on there. Yeah. Um, when oh, I yeah. should have just when I should have just become a member of that and gone on nights out to Leeds. Anyway, <laughs> um, so nights out to Leeds. Nights out to Leeds. Oh my god! The way nights you said that was so just like I could tell that just a big part of your university experience was nights out in Leeds. Because the way you said it was just so throwaway. You're like, oh, you know, and we do this, and then you know, we have nights out in Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> nights out in Leeds were so fun. You would have to get the train there. You get in the train. You buy all your alcohol at the at the train station but then the train only took like 23 minutes so you'd, you'd have all this booze and you'd be like shit guys we're in Leeds we have to down all this alcohol go to the club go on a big night out and then it'd be like wait guys it's 2.45 and the last train's at 3 then you then have to run to the train station if you were unlucky you would miss the train so you would then like buy a snack from the vending machine and wait until the 6am train or you'd all club Oof. together and get a taxi back. Oof. The thought of the thought of the three AM train from Leeds back to York with all you these students on it is just such a nightmare. I mean, I I know that when I used to get like night buses at uni, we ha- we'd have the bus that would drive us back from this club to our uni. I know that it was the funnest thing I've ever experienced, but to think about it now, to see it happening, I would be so disgusted. No, but the thing is, we were by that point, everyone was like so 
like overly drunk and just asleep. Do you know, right, you know what right, I mean? Right. It was more right. the train there at 10 p.m. or whatever, at 9 p.m. That was the one you did not want to be on as an adult because it was terrifying. And <laughs> um, so I couldn't really remember my whole thing about Freshers Week, my first week at uni. So I did text Hattie and I, I got some, I was just like checking in with her to see what she remembered. And she she gave me a few great tidbits. She said, um, she said, I remember, so we've got our friend called Fringe. And she said, I remember meeting Fringe for the first time at the Sunday night Hawaiian party. <laughs> and she was wearing a flower garland and I feel like a hula skirt. Did she bring these with her to uni? <laughs> and then Hattie, and then Hattie said, I was probably wearing all black. And I suggested, you know, maybe some Oasis trousers. And she said, FYI, they were from Warehouse. <laughs> of course. How dare you suggest they're from Oasis? <laughs> yeah. And she also seems to remember the two of us uh, pushing each other around late at night drunkenly in a cost cutters trolley. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> And we got, we got told off by the security guard. I remember that. And like, those were our main, security our main guards. memories. I just have oh, to yeah. tell you a really quick story about the this, this security guard at my uni. Um, she was called, <laughs> <laughs> she was called Pepper. And <laughs> she, she was like, notoriously like the most annoying security guard who would come and shut down all our parties. And I just remember one night when I think we were getting like stoned and someone, I think I, one, someone came up with the idea that if she became a doctor, she'd be called Dr. Pepper. <laughs> Still to this day, that makes me laugh thinking about Dr. Pepper. Oh my Lord. <laughs> Dr. Pepper, the security guard. I just remember she, one year we had a Halloween party and she shut it down and she took away our pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> she was a real misery. Although thinking about it now, she was just like, oh my God, everyone just shut up and go to bed. So I kind of agree with Dr. Pepper now, you know. <laughs> How was your freshers week? How was yours? So I went to university in London. So I'm from like the middle of nowhere, like in Norfolk, as everyone now knows. <laughs> and I went to university in London. So I was very excited about kind of, you know, meeting people from different places and finally being able to like experience something outside of Norfolk. So I remember I moved into this really like my halls was huge. It was called Bede House, B-E-D-E House. And it was like the biggest and it was the biggest and the cheapest accommodation. So basically it became, it was known as like the party place to live because to each floor. So I lived on the, the ground floor. Each floor had, I think, 20 rooms. So Whoa. you lived with 20 people um, essentially. And there was only one bathroom that we all shared. It was like co-ed, which was really strange. And obviously it had like multiple toilets and like multiple showers, but like we would all just like shower and then just walk around in our towels, but like 20 of us like mixed. It was very, it was very good way to get to know people. I have to say. <laughs> and uh, this is, this is a, just a quick side story, but I once came out of that shower and I slipped on the floor. Cause it was just like <laughs> basically like a tiled floor. I slipped on the floor and fell onto my back and it hurt so much that I couldn't get up. My towel fell off and I just was <laughs> laying on the bathroom floor and there's like 20 people could have walked in. And I, anyway, I managed to, cover myself up but anyway so yeah so I arrived at university and I was so excited I was like I'm gonna meet people from all over the country so then the first person I met was this girl called Caroline I was like oh where are you from she's gonna tell me it's like somewhere exotic she's like I'm from this place called Norfolk I'm from this town called Wyndham and I was like you fucking bitch I was like the first person I meet is from like a town like a few miles away from where I grew up and we're like eventually I was like I'm from Norfolk and we were like oh my god blah 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 turns out we know like loads of the same people growing up she like I, she worked in this place with this friend of my brother's Anyway, you you know my friend Caroline. I'm still oh, friends yeah. with her to this day. Yeah, we call her Black Lace or One Piece because she, we, she came to <laughs> Vegas with us and she wore a Black Lace dress and a One Piece swimming costume. So we just nicknamed her Black Lace or One Piece. So shout yep. out to you, Caroline. So yeah, she was the first person I met. But the good thing about my Freshers experience is because I lived with so many people, 
on one floor of halls. You kind of got the, we kind of, everyone met together, but then we all formed our own friendship groups within those 20 people. That Freshers Week is such a blur. I remember that there was definitely a school disco. I remember a school disco themed night where we had to all wear school uniforms and like go out and dance, which is so strange because a school disco themed night, which is something American people (laughs) do not understand. A school disco themed night is for like, People who are older who want nostalgia yeah. for when they used to have a school disco. Not when you're put 18. On like, put on like a school uniform. School. Yeah, literally. It's like, you know, if you went to a sixth form, you were still wearing a uniform. So it's like, well, you know, just to bring your old school uniform with you and just wear it like a couple of years later is just really strange. So I, there was definitely a school disco. And I know that later on, because we used to go to Freshers Week, like, you know, in second and third year, I know that there was a school disco where Timmy Mallet performed. I remember <gasps> that. And I know that the Cheeky Girls also performed at a Freshers event. <laughs> some point i remember the cheeky girls performing and they got booed off the stage which i felt really bad about oh no york uni doesn't have a students union <gasps> so i know so a students union venue so just to explain to americans most universities in the uk all have like a giant central venue that has a bar in it and a big dance floor and it turns into a nightclub and you go to the students union it's cheap cheap drinks our fucking university do- didn't and i still don't think it does have one. Wow. I think that's always why I was a bit furious with York. Yeah. Because um, I just I just wanted to dance. You know me. You know what I'm like. Um, well, so I was pissed <laughs> off about that. Well, that's that's the thing that's, I guess, the hugest difference between uh, university and Americans going to college is that, obviously, you go to university or college when you're 18. In the UK, you can legally drink when you're 18. So drinking is a, I know drinking is a huge part of, you know, college, the college experience, but it's all done in this kind of cloak and dagger, like, you know, everyone, most people are drinking illegally or having to go places and fake IDs, yada, yada, yada. Whereas when you go to university in the UK, it's like your first time you're being released from home and you're allowed to legally drink and do whatever you want. So everyone goes fucking insane. That's why so many people drink way too much in Freshers Week. And it's like, everyone's kind of like lowest point of the whole university experience. It's like, they're like, oh God, Freshers Week, I got so drunk. I don't remember what happened. My, where I lived was, cause I lived in this like party, party halls, um, the the kind of we had a a bar on our campus like a, a university bar where we'd all go and drink and then the the regular thing that would be shouted out is and when the bar closed at like eleven thirty or like twelve someone would shout out party at bead and then everyone from the bar would come into our halls and just like hang out because we all had like two kitchens per floor and everyone would just hang out in like the corridor I I, I swear to God. There was one night where I was not in the mood and I'd like gone back to my room. And I remember like hearing all everyone clomp in from the bar. And there was like, it was like a nightmare. I remember opening my bedroom door and like, there was just, the whole corridor was just full of people sitting on the floor drinking. Like people were like dancing. At one point, someone like rode past me on a bike down like the <laughs> corridor that I lived in. I was like, what, what is this madness that I lived in? It was, it was one of those places that was either like, you have to just embrace what's happening or you will literally go insane. And there were yeah. quite a few people that there was definitely a few like, you know, mousy girls from the home counties and a few like, you know, quiet, quiet mousy boys from the home counties that just like were done and just basically moved out. <laughs> so we obviously went to university in the early to mid 2000s, but I was wondering yeah, we how different is it today when people go to university? So I went on YouTube and there is this YouTuber called Lydia Violetta or Violetta, and she did a Freshers Week vlog last year take a little listen 
to this. Last night was actually really good. We went to the O2 Academy. We went to Bobby's Freshers Disco and we got there like fairly early because we thought we had to get in before 12 or our ticket was for before 12 or something. And it was so dead when we turned up, like we nearly went elsewhere. It was really, really bad. Um, but then it did pick up a bit, which was good, like towards the end of the night. And towards the end of the night, it was a busy in there. It wasn't the same level of busy as Club Mission was. That's where we went on Sunday, as well as Prism. Club Mission was actually so good. Like I really, really liked that. If you're from Nottingham, it was basically like stealth on steroids. <laughs> so that's her just, <laughs> this is like- So many words that I enjoyed in that Prism. <laughs> I know. <laughs> stealth. <laughs> I love how the names of nightclubs just have never evolved. No, you know what I mean? All sound, they all sound like rides at uh, Alton Towers. <laughs> <laughs> so this is Lydia. This is like, I don't know, Thursday of Freshers Week. And she's like quite hungover and she's just doing her makeup and she's vlogging. Some other things that she goes on to talk about. Uh, one night they go to an 80s Hawaiian night. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> concept <laughs> and another day they go to morrison's to, to do a food sh shop and they they do a diy nando's meal one night wow um another day she's like shit i didn't bring hangers so she needs to go to hang to go buy hangers so she goes to matalan for that um and it's great like you know over the whole week when she's vlogging every day she gets more and more tired and starts losing her voice and she says like i think i'm coming down with something i'm like lydia <laughs> <laughs> oh everyone everyone got ill after freshers week everyone was ill everyone was so run down and like basically just drunk themselves into sickness basically well freshers flu freshers flu that's the one but she's she's this girl is so nice and so lovely and there's a moment where i was like so much of it just hasn't changed since our day so for example there's she's on a night out the music they're playing one more time by daft punk that what? song she's a maniac maniac then what? come on eileen and 500 oh. miles i was like Fuck's what how has nothing changed and the fact that there's hawaiian night and we had hawaiian night i've just had a i've just had a wild flashback to something that i did do in freshers week i think this was freshers week in my first year we took it upon ourselves a big group of us that lived in my on my floor to have a to host our own cocktail night where oh. we all decided to like dress up and i think we all put on like a shirt and tie and I remember well, you we know like, what? I'd been there. I, if I, I would have had my suit and my shoes to wear. Yeah, you've got those. <laughs> I, I distinctly remember we went to Asda and bought loads of like tinfoil because we said that would be the easiest way to decorate the kitchen. <laughs> oh, and I remember yes. just like wrapping like the wrapping like the cupboards in like tinfoil. And we like laid tinfoil out on like all of the counters so they looked silver. And then I think someone had like a disco ball and we put all of that in the kitchen and then like invited people from the, uh, the rest of the building. And people like turned up in like, like fancy, like trilby hats and like ties and like braces. And we hosted a cocktail party. That's so fun. What I will tell you is there is a cocktail that I tried to invent that night that does not exist, which is Carling Lager mixed with red wine. Oh. Guys, that is not a cocktail. What it does is it makes you fall asleep, fully dressed with your curtains open and all of your lights on and your CD player still playing. Oh, no. <laughs> CD player still playing that one album. Oh, yeah. Just skipping it around. <laughs> One other thing that Hattie did remember from our freshers week was she's like, did someone set the table on fire? And I think someone in our house or someone else's house set a table on fire. That happened. Um, <laughs> and I also just want to go back to, to YouTuber Lydia. There's a really great moment in the video where she's like, 
yeah, you know, I haven't been out that much. And I'm like, Lydia, you've been out every night. And she's like, I haven't been out that much, you know, and most nights, you know, by about like, by about like 2.30 a.m. I'm like, I get tired. I just come home and it's early. But last night I stayed out till five. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. I'd completely forgotten that, particularly in the UK, you can stay out really late. Yeah. On a night out. I just think you remember, I just think you remember going to and getting a McDonald's breakfast on the way home from a night out once. Oh, (laughs) what a treat. Yeah. Okay. So that's Freshers Week in the UK. Um... I was thinking, what on earth is the U.S. equivalent of that? Now, as you pointed out, in the U.S., when you go to college, when you go to university, you can't drink legally. So there are no official parties. There are no, like, university venues where you can go and drink and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But there is Rush Week. Yeah. So if you're at a university or, sorry, if you're at a college in the U.S. that has the fraternity system, has sororities and fraternities. The Greek system. The Greek system. They have a thing called Rush Week where I believe all the, all of the fraternities and sororities have big parties and everyone goes and it's, you're meant to kind of like, like almost like sample each place and then at the end of the week decide which one you're going to apply to. I think. pledge, yeah, which one you want to pledge, pledge to. Don't, don't you feel like everything you know about the fraternity and the sorority system is from like just TVs and, and movies? Like, I feel like I don't, I've never really spoken to an American person who's actually been in a frat or a, a sorority. No. Should I ask if not, Michael was? Did they have fraternities at his uni? Hang on, I'm going to call him even though I'm in his house. <clears throat> Hello? Hi, Michael. Um, I know I'm in your house, but I'm, I'm just calling you on air because I wanted to ask you a question. Oh, yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it. Um, when you were at college, were you uh, in a fraternity? Um, I was not in a fraternity, no. Did they have... But, did... I, but I, did, I did go to many sorority formals. <laughs> a lot of sorority girlfriends. <laughs> Sorry for the noise. The kids are here. That's, <laughs> tell us, um, just tell me, uh, what, like, a... What was the name of, like, the most popular fr- uh, fraternity and sorority at your uni? Um, okay, so Teak was a really big one for the for the frats. That was a, a big thing. Um, Theta were fun party girls. Um, Tridelt were bitches. Oh. Um, I mean, that's what we said at the time. Obviously, I would never say that now. Um, <laughs> Alpha Phi were, like, losers. <laughs> Well, because basically we're talking about uh, Freshers' Week and we're talking about Rush Week being the uh, U.S. equivalent. Did you ever go to any Rush Week, like, events? No, so Rush Week, like, you had to be, like, actually trying to get into a fraternity or sorority, so you had to, like, be, like, signed up and, like, be, like, intending on being a part of it. So I never actually did, but I did go to many frat parties and many sorority parties. One of my friends, who shall remain nameless, got mouth herpes from an ice luge at a frat what, party. What was the shape oh, of the oh, What was the shape of the ice what, luge? Yeah, what what shape was the luge in? As I, I'm trying to think, actually, I, I, you know, it, it was as I recall, it was literally just a block of ice that they had just carved. Oh, I love it. Into. So, like, like, it wasn't it wasn't like it was like a sculpture. Oh, see, I would have loved it if it had been the like the Greek letter of the fraternity, and then they got oh, mouth, yeah. mouth herpes from it. Thank you, Michael. I appreciate your uh, your your input on that, and thanks for taking a call, even though I'm actually inside your house. <laughs> I mean, whatever. I made some mac and cheese. It'll be ready in half an hour. Oh my god! Amazing. <laughs> I love you so much. All right, I'll be I'll be done soon. Thank you. All right. Bye. bye. <laughs> <laughs> great, this is my great, life. 
great outside <laughs> broadcast we ob that went on there right yeah. so well, the mac US, and cheese <laughs> mac and cheese is coming your way the u.s equivalent of freshers week is rush week you're welcome you're welcome And we're back, and we're not going to do welcome, not welcome, because we've talked for a thousand years. So, <laughs> just wanted to, uh, you know, say thanks for listening, and check out episode two of uh, Your Welcome America Presents Totally Scott Lee. That will be coming out on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for listening. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on IG. Also, we now have Twitter. You're Twitter. welcome. You are welcome, USA. Please get involved in that. We gotta yeah. we've gotta get some more followers. Yeah, uh, I still haven't quite worked out how to use it. So mm-hmm. if you see any like real like mom tweets happening, that'll be me. Got it. Tell your friends, send us, send us some feedback. Uh, do you agree that Rush Week is Freshers Week? Do you agree that Dermot Leary is, in fact, uh, Ryan Seacrest? Let us know. <laughs> and other than that, I just want to say, you're welcome. Yeah, I'm going to go have my mac and cheese. You're welcome. Bye. You're so far up your mouth, I can just smell your own shit. Where are you from, Joseph? South Shields. Well, there were three of us in this marriage. I just want to say, Liam, come and have a go if you think you're hard enough. I enjoy cooking bacon and stop working with flour.